Welcome to Better Business Building, where I'm your host, Adam Menderovich, where I talk to business leaders from all shapes of life about what's worked for them and how they can help you win. Well, thank you so much, Tony. A long time in the waiting to get you on the show. And for those that don't know that been living under a rock, com- combo prospecting and tech-powered sales, as many that my audience know, I reviewed that book every single day, every passage for 60 days in a row. Um, which is how a lot of people found me and what I spoke to your body and Justin's body of work about. But for those that don't know, tell us a little bit more about what you do. Well, thanks, Adam. Uh, I have, I've had 35 years in sales and leading tech companies in Asia Pacific. So I've worked as CEO for APAC uh, for tech organizations. 10 years ago, I went out on my own mm-hmm. uh, to do a whole lot of consulting uh, to the sales organizations what I discovered is the biggest problem uh, almost everybody has is not enough consistent opportunity pipeline. Mm-hmm. Secondary problem is progression and winning those deals. Uh, third problem is around retention and growth of their existing clients. So I've uh, published a number of books. I've developed uh, sales methodologies around solving those problems. Uh, and I'm CEO for Sales IQ Global. Awesome. Awesome. So given that a massive knowledge that you've got there. What what do you see happening from here? Well, we're living in the fourth industrial mm-hmm. revolution, Adam, and it's it's really taking flight far more rapidly than I think people are actually aware of. Uh, in tech powered sales, I co-authored that, as you know, with uh, with Justin Michael, and th- thank you so much for the reviews and the support for the book. <laughs> yeah. um, we we made some predictions in that book that were fairly gobsmacking. A number of things have already come true. Uh, But uh, any seller or marketer or business leader that doesn't improve their technical quotient, we've always known that you need reasonable IQ, very high EQ in understanding yourself and others. But today we also need technical quotient. We need to know how to master a tech stack, increase our reach and our level of effectiveness. And the sad thing, Adam, today is that many people are using technology to burn through a list incredibly quickly and actually uh, damage their brand in the process. Mm -hmm. Uh, The world is just being absolutely bombarded. So there's a lot of very bad automation that's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that I really believe at a strategy level is that the future of selling uh, is where buying intent means seller relevance. So if we can use technology to do the matchmaking and then focus on the truly human elements of insight and engagement, Mm. that's how I believe, especially business to business selling organizations can achieve a whole next level of success. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, and I'm sure you're already aware that some of the stuff that I talk about is basically Frankensteining all of the different types of web scrapes, intent versus company compelling reasons why and where all that data would exist. But what I see is, and tell me if I'm wrong, is, well, without giving away what I might also be working on in the back end, a lot of those companies still are relying on handing their data over to be matched to whatever they think that they can qualify it by. So, i.e., think of it this way. If you get a house built in the nice suburbs of Sydney, do you does the builder just give you the, the plans and the timber and go, off you go? So the user experience should be the builder delivers exactly what you're looking for for the dream. It should be push button output. This is what you're looking for, Tony. Here it is. This is what we've qualified. These are the compelling reasons why this, because of that, this is the creative against the channel. Um, But I don't see it. 
So I've stopped giving away free information to all of those companies now, but tell me if I'm wrong, like, is that a pipe dream or do you think we're getting closer to maybe someone being able to do 27 layers of qualification through all of those layers of intent? Because yeah, like a lot of them still rely on handing over your data and only telling, they'll only find specifically what they can, what they can find, but the user experience, you still need to hand that over to a data team to, to decipher. It's true, Adam. And the problem with intent data is often what it yields is targets that are in a red ocean shark feeding frenzy of competition. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So it just become, it becomes a compare uh, sort of commodity fest that, that the buyer ends up running <clears throat> and they also become bombarded. So buying intent data is often later in the buyer's journey. Mm -hmm. And strategic selling, by definition, is all about early engagement at senior levels where we seek to uh, build a relationship and uh, exercise a genuine level of influence and positive bias toward how we can best solve their problem. What we know is that the seller who provides genuine insights and education is the one that becomes the emotional favorite. Now, Marketing is obviously really important. And if we can do marketing well to attract people that are on a buyer's journey, I, I would argue that the earlier you can attract them, the better. Mm -hmm. So one of the things anybody watching this, I'd really encourage you to think about uh, is this. What do people look for online before they would ever know to look for you? Mm -hmm. uh, and Adam, to give you an example of this, the hobby I do with my family is wakeboarding yep. uh, and water skiing. My kids, as they became teenagers, said, hey, we'd love to move from water skiing to wakeboarding. Is there any chance we could get a wakeboarding boat? Mm -hmm. uh, they're stupidly expensive, <laughs> but we ended up buying we ended up buying a wakeboard boat. But here was the thing. Mm. The four-wheel drive that we used to tow our previous boat was not rated to tow the new wakeboard boat. Mm -hmm. So a trigger event occurred in our lives, a trigger event occurred of buying a bigger boat that triggered the need to buy a bigger four-wheel drive. Uh, there's a there's a number one brand for wakeboard boats. There's only one dealer in New South Wales where I live in Australia. Yeah. Uh, when I talked when I talked to the boat dealer, I said, "Has any four-wheel drive car seller or manufacturer ever come and talk to you about some kind of alliance program?" Because mm -hmm. when someone drives into your car park <laughs> to look at a wakeboard boat and you think that thing you've driven in here is never going to tow a wakeboard boat. Mm -hmm. Right. This is very early. Mm -hmm. um, so we need so tr trigger events and referrals are both. And if they're combined, they're a superpower of selling like individually, they're both superpowers, but you combine them together and it's off off the Richter scale. So if you can think about trigger events in a buyer's journey, mm -hmm. you provide content that speaks to what do they look for before they'd ever know to look for me. So in my journey, I, I Googled, I started searching 3,500 kilo towing capacity. That was what I searched. I didn't search for any car brands and nothing, donut, not mm -hmm. one thing came back from any of the four-wheel drive manufacturers against that search term, which mm -hmm. means they hadn't been thinking about, about that trigger event. So if you can be right person, right place, right time, right relevance and conversation, selling becomes, I wouldn't say easy, but it becomes much easier, mm -hmm. much easier. Yeah. It, it's funny that you should say that because 
that seems incredibly obvious to us to have a partner alliance that they could also operate into a closed circuit, which is what I talk about. That that seems yeah, obvious. Yeah, closed circuit selling. Yeah. Yeah. So tying back to what you initially said, though, why do you think that marketing and sales are so misaligned with what those triggers and targets are? Should we not live in a, in a society where marketing is empowered to give us everything we possibly need to succeed and show us the downstream churn if there would be any, but we don't have that. Well, Adam, you're right. Marketing and selling is very disconnected in almost every organization. Uh, in my mind, the role of marketing is to earn, earn consideration and positioning of brand. Mm -hmm. um, so their job is to set the right agenda, create the right perception, earn consideration. Uh, and obviously, attraction marketing initiatives are really important for creating a level of inbound. But there's no sales organization on the face of the planet that I've ever come across that can hit its numbers just with the inbound that's coming in. Mm -hmm. And again, the problem with inbound is typically late in the cycle, lots of competition. So lower win rates, lower margins typically. Yep. So we want to augment that with proactive outbound. So the role of marketing is, as I described, the role of selling is really to uh, gain access to the real decision makers and create a level of influence and understanding uh, to both understand but then influence um, process and requirements uh, so, that, so that we can win, win the business. And then the third phase is obviously negotiation where you, it's mutual compromise around getting a deal together that's good for both parties. So the problem with marketing is marketing is very much, let's tell the world about us. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole lot of projecting message. Mm -hmm. Reselling is really all about understanding the other person, right? So a lot of people get very muddled when they think about this term of social selling. Mm -hmm. How do I use social pl platforms to, to actually sell well? Uh, and, and the truth is there's six different pillars of social selling. Building a strong personal brand is one of those pillars. Engagement would be another. Research is another. Um, so we have to use all of the channels that are most relevant to the person we're trying to break into the world of and with the right message. Any any narcissistic blabbermouth message about the joys and wonders of what we do will typically never land well. Mm -hmm. uh, at any given point in time, only 3% of the market is actively looking for what we do, but 40% mm -hmm. is open to change. We need a narrative that appeals to the 43%, the not just the three. Mm -hmm. So given that... How do you see this this shaping out from here? Do you see us going backwards to go forwards? Do you see marketing and sales becoming more aligned? Do you see organizations more open to people having brands that they can leverage through their company brand? Like, what do you see? Well, a, pers a person's LinkedIn profile uh, and their personal brand is theirs. It's not the company's, mm -hmm. but they need to they they need to manage their brand and build their brand in accordance with the values of their employer and the company that they represent. So, so you can't have any incongruency in how you actually do that. Marketing is typically really good with tech stacks. Yeah, salespeople are typically not. Yes, marketing's good at writing content. Salespeople are typically not. Mm -hmm. uh, in the fourth industrial revolution in the digital age, if if you can't write, you can't sell. You know, mm -hmm. is is really my view. Yeah. Um. People people are playing around now with Chat GPT to do writing for them, and what's being created is a is a lot of spamming dross that again mm -hmm. people are trying to automate, and it just it just burns through 
contacts, gets them blocked and damages their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so every seller needs to become a personal micro marketer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that's one of the things you do with social selling strategies is you publish some content, yeah. but it has to show genuine insight and relevance. So you want to be more consultative and attract people to you. That's a, that's a valid strategy. And also uh, be bold and proactive in breaking into the world of people that fit your ideal customer profile. Mm-hmm. So let's go back a little bit here. So in 2016, I wrote a a paper on LinkedIn about the, what I saw would be the new hybrid of a content marketer, demand gen, business development manager, plus also doing a, a very smooth handover to customer success. A lot of people in Europe circulated that paper. I don't know if I've still got it up or not, but people generally in Australia said I was crazy, but... Then we saw, obviously, people like yourself, people like Justin, people like Graham Hawkins saying the same thing, which gave, obviously, a lot of validity. I didn't create that. You guys are already talking about it. But what do you, what do you think is going to be the tipping point for organizations to go, hang on, they do need to be able to write, that we're not working off of pieces of papers and mobile phone anymore. Like, where where's that tipping point going to happen? Because a lot of the traditional organizations are still not susceptible to thinking that traditional business development managers need those skill sets. Whereas if they did, because the companies that are utilizing people like that, they're smashing it out of the park. So what do you think the tipping point will be there? Or do you see anything else? Well, we need, we need sellers to focus on what they do well and what customers value. Uh, and, and the first big issue is how, how do I direct my sales resources to where there's going to be the highest probability of success and highest yield? So the enemy for most sellers is not available market or competition. The enemy is available hours in the day that they can apply effectively. So we want every seller to, in essence, become a little cyborg. It's a thing we talk about in tech-powered sales. Exactly. Where they develop they develop some TQ, some technical quotient, and get better at using their tech stack. Mm-hmm. And in B2B selling, that, that fundamentally means things like if you've got LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which your employee is spending a fortune in providing for you, mm-hmm. learn how to use the damn thing well. <laughs> you've got a CRM system. How can you call yourself a professional mm-hmm. and yet you don't fill out the system of record as you execute your role? If, if a doctor failed to fill in their patient record system every time they saw you, th- they would get fired. They wouldn't, there'd be malpractice. If pilots, yeah. you know, if you're about to board an airplane and as you cross the threshold and they're looking at your boarding pass, you look to your left to the cockpit and you overheard the pilot say to the co-pilot, hey, look, I love flying. I'm just not into all the tech and the paperwork. For me, I'd be turning around and getting off the aircraft. Yeah. Right? Like you, you yeah. can't, you can't be a pilot with that mindset or that behavior. Mm. And yet, it's amazing how many sellers say, "Oh, look, I don't really read." Well, mm. there's no profession on the world in the world that gets to say, "I'm a professional, but I don't read." Mm. You have to stay current. Mm. Uh, I don't understand my tech stack and the tools that help me execute my job. If you engaged a builder and they couldn't sharpen their tools and you had to use their basic tools, you go, I need to get somebody else. Mm-hmm. So t- to me, to me, it's around competence and being able to write is important. That's not a magical thing you can fix for people. I've come across lots of dyslexic people that for whatever reason have been attracted to selling and they're, and they're just not writers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that have got limited education, so they're, they're not great writers, but 
writing is a skill that you can you can learn and one of the main ways we learn is by reading and then doing and practicing but the danger is sellers that want to start writing content all day and playing to weakness and uh, narcissistically grooming their own LinkedIn profile, thinking if I publish enough content, you know, the world will be the path to my door. I won't have to prospect anymore. I'm just living a lie that's setting them up for failure. Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more. I'm. It's just interesting how it's going to continue to play out. Um, but given that, what because you've been in the game for as long as what you have with the successes that you've had, what do you think some of the biggest things that you've seen are? In the history of sales, maybe. Um, lots of failure in implementing technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, every technology impl- implementation inside your business, uh, if it's for sales or designed to bring sales and marketing and even customer mm-hmm. experience together, we need to think first about what are the experiences we're seeking to create and therefore the processes we need to automate. Mm-hmm that give people back their time, that give people back their time and make things easier. So when you think about your tech stack, that's really the first thing. So the most basic fundamental thing in a business of web to lead, if we're running marketing programs and publishing content and people are coming to the website, if they fill in a form, we know that time matters. The faster we respond, the higher the probability of a positive result. Uh, we, we know that we need to drive a level of, level of accountability. So how are they receiving those leads? How are we monitoring response times and KPIs? If a salesperson wants access to resources internally for opportunity pursuit, we need to make them earn those resources by capturing that blended qualification and discovery information. It needs to be in the single source of truth mm-hmm. and the record about the customer or prospect. So Having a CRM system and your marketing automation tools enable all of these processes is really key. If you can automate quoting and proposal generation out of CRM, anything that gives people back their time, automates the process, uh, is definitely worth doing. Yeah. So why exactly, I unequivocally agree, but why do you think that is that there's still organizations, because you and I are basically singing the same song here going, hang on. So if we leverage this, we can not only do better, but we can get more human-to-human conversations. We've got a greater chance of closing those deals and building better relationships. Why do you think there's still the hesitancy to utilise some of these tools that would make that easier? Is it, or tell me what you think, but is it is it because p- possibly the people that are sitting above that in charge of those decisions don't know how to use the tools themselves, maybe? Well... If, if we think about selling, we, we know that time kills deals. The, the longer things drag on, the lower the probability of success. Another truism is, is that quantity kills quality. So one of the things that's been going on is there's a lot of fatigue. There's a lot of busy fool syndrome in many businesses. So if people lack clarity about their ideal customer profile, yep. which should define who they target. So at Sales IQ, uh, after I get off this conversation we're having, I'm working with Julie, the co-founder at Sales IQ, yep. and there's two, there's two very big brands that want to work with us that we are going to draft an email to write to them and support it with a phone call to decline their business. Mm-hmm. So they, they want to work with us. It, there's significant sums of money, but they're not in our ideal customer profile, and therefore working with them won't create leverage and scale yep. in what we're seeking to build as a machine. 
So, so ICP and buyer personas and knowing where to focus is really key. Now, if, pe if people are really busy failing, they go, well, I don't have time to do all of these other things. I don't have time to update the serum. I've had sellers say to me, look, mm -hmm. do you want me filling in the damn CRM or do you want me in front of customers selling? Mm -hmm. and, and I say to them, that's like the doctor who says, do you want me to diagnose and prescribe something for you or do you want me to fill in my patient record system? Mm -hmm. Or a pilot saying, do you want me to fly the plane or fill in my logbook? I want you to do both. You're a professional. Like, what, yeah. what do you mean, right? Mm. What do you mean, right? So you need to do both. So if people if people can adopt this, this principle a lot of musicians use, which is less is more. Yeah. The, the, the less busy something is, the, the, the more appealing and the more cut through we'll have. So pulling a bit on that, because I unequivocally agree, curious to know, is... Is the reason that less is more still because we're tied to metrics pre-internet and tech stack? So we were only measured on, Adam, you haven't made 80 outbound phone calls today. Why not? Maybe, mm. maybe, but I think the bigger issue, Adam, and and you addressed this with what you published and what was embraced in Europe and 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 not so much in Australia. Australians were wrong for not embracing you know mm. what it was you came up with but we all need to build a machine right yep. we, we we need to think about uh, what is my icp and the buyer personas i sell to mm -hmm. what's the journey of discovery what are the trigger events that create awareness of need or opportunity what's the journey they typically go on what do they look for before they would ever know to look for me mm. how how can i align with buyer's journey and provide insights have this blended attraction marketing for inbound approach Mm -hmm. augmented and supported with being able to bridge the gap because you always have a gap right to 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 bridge the gap with intelligent and effective outbound and increasingly today to do all of this well we need to embrace technology effectively for listing for buyer intent and and with trigger events you can identify trigger events that are far earlier in buyer's journey which means we get to engage where we can exert influence and create unfair competitive advantage for us yeah oh, unequivocally so just touching on a little bit of what you said earlier in that is well tell me for the for the companies that you're going to disqualify today who who can you help the most with sales iq and maybe what's net what's next for tony hughes are you writing another book to document some of these learnings yeah, well, I've got three more books in the works, yeah, uh, all yeah. partially finished. And um, and and I, you know, physician heal thyself, right? So I am just in insanely busy, insanely mm -hmm. busy. So um, but yeah, my my older customer is typically a technology company that's selling B two B. Also do work with telcos and professional services business. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's typically the organisations, and and we solve for the problem of consistent quality pipeline coverage mm -hmm. uh, and increasing deal win rates with high forecast predictability. Uh, and then the third problem we solve for is, is, is all around account retention and growth. Yeah. Well, without giving too much away, what, 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 are, what's going to be next in, in this next line of books, if, if you can say. Yeah. The new book I'm uh, writing is called selling legacy. Uh, I think every leader and most people in the world want to leave some kind of legacy behind. 
Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, uh, in 2023, as we record this, there is a very uncertain economy. Mm -hmm. Um, Gaining access to capital is more difficult for organizations. Every investment decision is being scrutinized. And sellers need to be really good at positioning the commercial value, Mm -hmm. the why this matters Mm -hmm. uh, at both a head and a heart level for the people to make decisions within their customer. Yeah. And leaders want, leaders want to leave a legacy, uh, especially in tough times. Most leaders go, do you know what? When COVID hit, this was an opportunity to reimagine the way we run our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, investors, employees, unions, boards, customers, partners, everybody gave us license to drive change that was previously unimaginable. Mm-hmm. Um one of the unintended consequences of all that was a level of disengagement. So now there's a big challenge to re-engage customers and employees. Uh, but but the truth is everyone wants their time back today. They're busy, they're stressed, they want their time back. And whoever is the easiest to do business with in a way that also educates and provides insights, and that's a blended sales and marketing approach, absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, they will be the winners in this new economy. Awesome. Well, is there any final thoughts from yourself today, Tony? Uh, no, just just think about how can we use technology against use cases that improve experiences and give people time back as we automate processes. So if you if you obsessively focus on that rather than just implementing a piece of technology or a tool for the sake of it, mm-hmm. um, that, that's how you drive adoption and you move the needle on performance. Yeah, I absolutely love that because, well, without plugging myself, but I'm on my own show, um, that speaks to all of the people recently talking about what I've created in closed circuit selling because their understanding now is bridging the gap of what I was talking about all those years ago, um, and which I've also now documented to make into a book, but that's another conversation. But I um, unequivocally thank you so much for your time. Um, if people want to reach out to you, where's the best place to, to contact you? You can obviously connect with me in LinkedIn. So just search for Tony Hughes in LinkedIn, or you can find me at salesiqglobal.com. And my author and speaker website is tonyhughes.com.au. And Adam, I can't wait to read your new book. Thank you so much, Tony. I really appreciate all the support. And um, yeah, I, I've been waiting to speak to you for so long as the pioneer of, of the bestseller that there is. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Adam. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you, like me, have received great value from my guest, please like, share and follow. See you next time.